Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Christy. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to the The Thanks Thanks Mom Podcast. Podcast. We're a mother-daughter duo who offer our varying points of view from our different states in life and discuss how we can find the extraordinary in our ordinary lives. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're so glad you're here joining us, listening to us hearing us, maybe binging us, maybe you're binging and catching up, (laughs) whatever you do. We're just glad you're back. And uh, we are coming to this, I don't know, I I guess it depends when you're listening. For us, it is December 24th, so it's depending on the time of day. Is it Christmas Eve and we're celebrating Christmas? Is it the fourth Mm -hmm. week of Advent? Well, I was looking ahead in my um, missile. Because it's fun. I, I like that it switches gears all of a sudden from like, oh, Monday of the second week of Advent to once it's December 17th, there's readings for that specific day. Okay, so, so pause on that. Because it's part of my funny story. Well, really quick, I was just going to, I'll just say this and then move to your funny story. But anyways, <laughs> I was just flipping through because I wanted to see what the O antiphons were for each day. So I was jumping to the Alleluia because that's where it's written in this morning. I like read today. So I was like, what are the last three days? Anyways, but December 24th, it's like Christmas Eve morning mass, but it's not like... Christmas yet it's still an advent mass because then there's like that morning mass and then you flip the page and it says christmas time and then the next mass is the evening mass but i thought it was kind of funny they didn't call it like december 24th mass it was christmas eve morning mass like anyways <laughs> it just i don't know okay, why I thought so that was maybe funny. it's christmas eve morning for you mm-hmm. depending on when you're listening but okay so funny story in a good and holy sense my friend and i both have missiles too and i've noticed this Maybe it was just, it must have just been Wednesday as, like, the Wednesday in the the octave leading up to Christmas. Like, we were at Mass, and Mm -hmm. we couldn't figure out why the prayers weren't the same, why this, (laughs) and we're sitting there, we're like, we're in Wednesday of the third week of Advent, and I think we were, I mean, I was both just like, what? Couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out, Uh, my friend Natalie and I. Okay. And we're, like, looking at each other, because we have the same missile, and then I pull up, um, like, Laudate or no, I evangelizo on my app, and I'm like, well, that's the right reading. So what is wrong with our missile? You know, and we both have new missiles. We're like, what are we missing? And I kept thinking, I was like, I felt like the opening prayer, the lat, like last week wasn't the same. And I get, you know, Saint days are different, and if you're, if it's optional, are you celebrating? And then I went to mass on Thursday, and all of a sudden it was like I had that more wherewithal prayerful attitude I'm like there's something up is there something all of a sudden I go is there something when it's like a short advent and it's the third week and there's not really a fourth week and then all of a sudden it dawned on me I'm like oh (laughs) we are in the middle of the octave leading up oh I know that there's super readings for this and the funny thing is so I totally forgot about that but I get so excited about the O antiphons and I could not for the life of me on Wednesday think of why that was my brain was just not there, but yeah. yet on um, Thursday I was like, "Oh, and the dawn shall come upon me." <laughs> <laughs> was it and on the d- day spring day or no? Whatever? Now I don't funny. know. But anyway, so then I took a picture of her. I'm like, I figured out our missile, and I took a picture of like December seventeenth through twenty fourth, and this is the day. Yeah, and she's like, just ignore it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which like most like if you're just if you're getting like a word among us, or if you're just reading the readings online, you don't know because they mm-hmm. do that for you. But if you're using a like that isn't common common knowledge like you can Mm -hmm. figure it out but yeah so basically we didn't explain it like if starting on the last eight days leading up to christmas there's specific readings for each day so whenever that falls because each year that's going to fall at a different part of 
either the third or fourth week of Advent. It's not always you a ignore, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, because right. up until that point, it's like, you know, Monday of the first week of Advent, you read this. Tuesday of the first, you know, all this. So, But you disregard that as soon as you hit December 17th because it's the last week before Christmas. But I and did so it's not like disregard all these. that because I couldn't remember that. <laughs> fortunately, the priest did, so well, he was doing the right readings. Fortunately, it was right. But my but, brain and my friend's brain yeah. were not there. And we didn't think to like flip a few more pages <laughs> yeah that is funny that you didn't think like i'm just gonna flip because every once in a while i'll do that too if i'm like why are these readings I wrong know. and you move around a little bit and you yeah and that's what i thought to, like on did the you Thursday? flip to the back at least to look for a saint for the day i like, did and i'm okay. like i know that's not right yeah because it There's was been december no 19th or no it was december 20th and sometimes it's different because father sometimes chooses a different like opening prayer or closing because a it's a voted. children's right well or the children's mass like he chooses a simpler eucharistic prayer or preface because of the children's mass so yeah or if it's a votive mass but i don't i think i was coming in from working out my brain just wasn't there and then because it was just even more funny when it hit me the day after that <laughs> oh this is the situation that makes complete sense and especially because i like those type of things and mm-hmm. i was just like ah i'm bummed so yeah. anyway totally i've fine. been listening to a lot of o come o come emmanuel because i'm like it's the it is the o come o come emmanuel time because the o come o come emmanuel is the o antiphons which right. we talked about i think last year we did an o antiphon episode yeah we did and so and i think only at last year or two i realized like i'd heard the words o antiphons i've loved o come o come emmanuel since i was little just because i had a little book that played it and that's oh, how that's i like funny. learned it but that's like it's every now i hear people be like oh we sing it every Sunday. I'm so tired of hearing it. it. And I'm like, how are you tired of hearing it? I was like, I play it on repeat. And I just listen to different people do a different version of it. And it's so, anyways. Anyway, but But I'm like, this, these eight days are the the real real days, like all of Advent, but right now. So I've been listening to it a lot. Cause I'm like, it's a funny story. Cause you moved out, but the (laughs) Sophie story. So here's my, I'm sorry. I have like twofold, holy funny stories. So, we're, we sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. That's our family tradition that we have done for, our, like, at the beginning of our Advent prayers, at the beginning of dinner, dinner when we light the Advent candle since the kids, since we've been married. That's just been our thing. And they change. Like, we sing, like, two verses the first week and then verse three and four the second, you know, because there's eight verses. Mm-hmm. And so you can get through them or there's seven verses. And yeah. then we repeat the, whatever. So here... We were, I think this was the third week, of, like the first one of the third week of Advent. So we were changing them again. And so we just burst into here. Can we just sing the Okama Okama manual that I know? Because <laughs> like, she just knows the main first verse. And we kept changing. She just like was on my lap, like sobbing. And so after we sang the two new verses, I said, let's just sing the first verse again. So she understands. And so then the next day, people were in and out too, and your dad was like, "We're just gonna sing the first verse because she there was I think it was just her and Peter and maybe one yeah. other, and then Paul and I, and but she was just like, just spent because just she said, just, "Can we just sing the one I know?" Like I just I'm just so tired of like I don't know these words, you know. And, <laughs> it is funny, like. Because Dad texted us the link for the verses, but I never, like, had my phone at the table. Like, I or forget about it. Or at the school it. of... I, yeah. Yeah, I'm, and so I always kind of just, like, everyone, like, lags for the first few... Like, after you sing, I'll come, I'll come. And then you just kind of wait and you watch Dad's lips. You're like, a day spring, da, da, da. Like, well, you never come... And, and then the you kind of remember it from the... he sent us isn't... I know most of the verses, but the one he has, it has some, like, just older English that 
Yeah. I don't know that phrase yeah. as well. Anyway, well, I was looking in good. my last thing. I was looking in my, um, the Liturgy of the Hours book, and in the back at the all the verses about coming, coming, Emmanuel. But they, like, word it differently, and, and even the refrain is different. They're like, oh, come. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But it was, it just, like, I think they say Jerusalem instead of Israel or something, and they just changed the order of the words. Like, it still fits to the temple, but I was like, why did you do that? I was like, this isn't the one that everyone knows, which... I just was annoyed. I was like, I'm not singing it this way. It was just funny. I was like, this is like, it wasn't some weird version. I was yes. like, no, this is the Liturgy of the Hours book, and this is the version they have in there. And I was like, that's not the common version. I don't like that. Oh. Like, like, they had to swipe, or I'd like read a verse, and I was like, well, I say the words in this order, because so, some people like move the words around. Like a psalm, like you still get the same gist, but you kind of move the words around a little like. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Anyways, it was just like. You get the, yeah, you get the idea. How about for you? Any other um, funny stories or... I don't know. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I had to think. I'm just... Kind of like last time, I was like, my brain's still kind of fried, but I'm a little less fried. So I was like, what has happened? Well, me and Annie na- have been nailing stuff into walls. That's what I was thinking. Well, it wasn't that story. This is a different one. So we finally <laughs> hung up. She ordered these frames for some pretty prints, but they were the wrong size. So oh, the yeah. right size came in like two days ago. Oh, nice. So at like after we ate dinner, we hung them up. And she was like, we were, it was 8 p.m. all of a sudden. Like, we just took too long eating. And we're like, because we were first going to text one of our siblings. Because we're like, it just would be better to have a third eye. Like, based on how we measured and leveled everything else. We are like, it's helpful to have, like, one person up there hammering or sticking or drilling, whatever you're doing. One person holding it and someone backwards to, like, back behind being like, yep, you're set. Go for it. Which you can do it with less people. But it was just like, maybe we should text. And they're like, yeah, it's 8 p.m. on a weekday. Like, let's just do it ourselves, we'll be fine, we'll figure it out. And so, you know, we're measuring stuff and blue taping the right angles, but somehow kept getting, kept getting it wrong, like, and kept, oh no. fi- like, it looks fine now, except we haven't decided if we want to space them out a little more, because now they look a little, possibly too tight, but it might be fine, so we just went to bed, we're like, we'll decide in the morning, but if you, if you take the pictures down, some of them have, like, three holes in them, <laughs> and Annie, at one point, like, we're just measuring, and I was like, how are you, because we, we measured a few times, and, like, I, she's measuring. I'm doing what she, what I'm told to. So she's like, hold this, tape that, give me the measuring tape. I'm like, okay. So I don't know her method of madness of how she's measuring, but a few times we measured it with a tape measure and we were wrong. It wasn't centered. And we're like, what the heck? She was kind of like, I'm just girl. And this is like by the like the first or second um, frame that we've already messed up a few times. And oh, she's just like, I'm just girl mathing this. And so then we start every single frame, <laughs> except the last one we had to do, I think three times. The last one we did it twice. Oh my god! Except gosh. the very first one. Cause that one I'm was just gr- like, well, we're on the phone with Gracie too. It was just bizarre. And Annie goes and grabs the hammer and all of a sudden walks up to the wall and she's like, hammers the first nail. And I was like, oh, we haven't measured anything. And she's like, well, I figured the first one's pretty easy. Cause you just decide where it's And I was just like, all right, it's in the wall now. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Anyway, so it was just kind of like weird 8 p.m. post dinner energy. Like, That's hilarious. It was just, so they look, they do look good. I just don't know if it's how it's going to stick. Like, we've, I, I feel good. We've gotten to the point where everything we knew we wanted somewhere is there. Now it's just like, are we going to like it there and are we going to change it or are we going to add stuff or are we going to, you know, things. Yeah. So, but it's like, All okay, right. what we have decided was going to be placed or hung in certain areas are placed and hung and things are all unpacked or whatever we're slowly accumulating more things that we didn't realize we didn't have like i ordered a sound machine because somehow i lost my fan and like it's gotta be <laughs> and i got a bed somewhere. skirt because all of a sudden it looked oh, my room yeah. looked so weird with you could see this 
you know, little things like that. So I did, like, a big Amazon order last night of the things you don't know you need until you don't have them, kind of. Sure. Or we don't have a soap dispenser for the kitchen, which is fine. Right now we're just using dish soap on our hands. But there you go. <laughs> it works. But just go buy, like, that soft soap dispenser yeah. at Well, it's, it's all easy stuff, but you remember those easy little things at the randomest moments. Oh, yeah. So you've already been out a million times. You're like, ah, we forgot that, too. So yeah. it's, like, the ongoing list the of list. things that you're like, and there's that one, you know. And then, of course, they come to you at the most inconvenient times, but... Such is life. Yeah, so... Did she get all the stuff out of her parents then, too? Yeah, she's slowly unboxing them, so... Somehow, we went back... So, Annie knew she hadn't packed everything, so we went back... The night we moved in, she's like, I need to pick a few things up, because, like, she's like, I never cleaned out the bathroom. I need to quickly get my box of, like, toothpaste, toothbrush, all that. And Mm -hmm. she's like, and I'll grab the few things I know I left in my room. And then we get in there, she's like... I didn't realize how much was left. We're coming back tomorrow. So we came back the next day, and we she thought she cleaned out her room. Later that day, her mom comes with three more boxes. Oh, my And a few gosh. days later, she comes home with three more boxes, and I was like, where is all this coming from? Jeez. So she keeps thinking it's moved out, and then more stuff of hers is found. So I think we have it all now. That's good. I think I, I thought I had all my stuff, but randomly there's things that I don't... I think I found most of the lost stuff, but I was like, is there a box of mine somewhere that I lost? Because there's, mm. like, random little things I keep, like... Maybe when we put away Christmas, something will appear. Yeah. Well, because between, like, you leaving and Gabe coming home, for that, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So. Nobody wants to hear about all of that stuff, so... Yeah, I got kind of carried away, but... I, so since our... Should we go to our topic? Well, we didn't do a Holy Spirit moment. Okay, we'll do your... Well, I was going to say, since our topic is more like that, I thought those might be Holy Spirit moments in there. But. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> well, that's I don't know. Fine. I have, I had to think of a Holy Spirit moment too. I'm never good at, like I said, being prepared on this. I okay. Period. So I will say something. I'll talk about a Holy Spirit moment. So I've been saying the Christmas novena and um, to Saint Andrew. Not and, to Saint Andrew. We read about. Sorry, this. it's the Saint Andrew. <laughs> yeah, we did. We read Saint Andrew Christ novena that is starts associated with St. Andrew because it starts on the St. Andrew feast day, but it obviously is sent to, to our Lord. Andrew. Yeah. Right. But it's associated with St. Andrew. Anyway, and it's said 15 times a day from the feast of St. Andrew until Christmas Eve, through Christmas Eve. Um, anyway, it's just been nice little things because there's some specific intentions I've been praying and there was just like a couple things this week that after praying that too, it was just like one little thing. Like, yep, I'm, I'm like the Lord just, I'm recognizing that. Mm-hmm. Here you go, a little thing. Or like, I got two emails that I was needing and hoping for, one last night and then one today, and then actually three emails. And it was like, thanks, Lord. Like, that was just nice to know that it was just like these acknowledgements. Like, I've been talking about the Holy Spirit moments of like actually giving the Holy Spirit its due and not going like, oh, that's convenient or that was good. That's nice that worked mm-hmm. out. Because there's been a few stressful things this week. And um, it was just nice to have those, that little reassurance along the way. Like, not that it's, everything's fully answered or whatever, but just kind of like, I'm, I'm wrecking, because it's a long novena. Like, a long, I mean, 15 times a day saying this for, mm-hmm. like, 25 days. So, anyway, it's, or, yeah. So, anyway, it's been, it was, that was kind of cool. So, that was something that. Um, was a nice Holy Spirit moment that I recognized and wanted to give recognition to as well. Mm-hmm. I think mine, <laughs> I my picture in my head of the, the last few weeks was that it would be a lot more slower and, and low-key, and I don't know why I thought that because I was moving in there, but I don't know, college moves are just faster because you don't bring furniture, I guess. 
But yeah, that's true. But also in my head, I was like, it'll be chill because I'm not going right into classes because I do I do feel chaotic the first few days after you move to college, like just by the nature of it, and then you get into routine. But in my head, I'm like, oh, like I have more time. Like yeah, I'm babysitting, but I moved on a Friday, so I have the whole weekend. Anyways, and I've just felt just very disorganized and haven't been going to bed and waking up at the same time and just out I'm just out of my routine and it's just been more chaotic than I thought um anyways and so I was just like kind of frustrated thinking the other day I was like I thought I had like three really low-key weeks and I was like and last week was pretty low-key but it was this weird like tension of I can't do much because I packed as much as I can and I wish I could do more to be prepped and then this week is all the odds and ends you didn't realize were gonna pop up and you know, super long to-do list appeared out of nowhere and all, anyway, just all these logistics that I, there was only so much I could have been on top of beforehand or stuff that just didn't occur to me as much as I tried to think ahead. Like, you don't think about it until you're in the middle of it. Um, anyways, but then I just kind of like, so I was just kind of frustrated because I was like, Lord, I thought this was going to be a peaceful advent and all of a sudden it's almost Christmas and I think I'll finally like, like all these details should be settled by Christmas and it'll be nice next week, but I was, like, yeah, just kind of Christmas. frustrated. I was, like, I feel like I haven't been able to peacefully prepare, you know, kind of, and all of this. And But then it was kind of, like, well, Mary and Joseph right now are still, t- like, you know, traveling and, you know, staying in hotel, not hotels, but you know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden it popped in my head of, like, their last days before Christmas probably weren't very peaceful. And then they had the baby, and then you kind of, like, take some time or whatever, but it just kind of was a parallel of, like, they weren't, I mean, yes, they're still praying, meditating or whatever, but they're not just sitting at home, like oh, this is going to be so exciting. Like, they're in the middle of traveling, which is chaotic, and you're disorganized, and you're not in your routine, and it, like, it just was a nice, like, you're not alone in the feeling out of your element. Like, that's what Advent was for them. Like, their last few weeks were just traveling before the baby was born, and it was like, oh, okay. So in some ways, I'm doing Advent really right. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was I like, I'm it. killing it. This is what <laughs> this is what Mary and Joseph did for their Advent. Like, that's I don't funny. Know. Like, it just, it just was kind of like, yeah, sometimes it's nice to be able to have some time to just be, but it's also okay when, like, you know, that's not how it is, and I just felt very seen of, like, nope, like, sometimes Advent is just chaotic, and I don't know. Not Advent itself, but, like, the what's surrounding it. You don't have the... Anyways, so... No, that is really cool, because I think that that leads perfectly into our topic. do 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 Oh, there you go. Same key and everything. Yeah. We're going to just have reflections on the end of Advent on and on the beginning of this celebration of Christmas, like we said, depending on when you're listening to this. Christmas Eve morning, Christmas Eve, Christmas time, Easter, summer, <laughs> whatever you're choosing to hear this. And I, I loved that somebody put, you know, one of those Christmas, not memes, but just posts up about, you know, the first Christmas itself was pretty simple and it's okay if yours is too and I'm like Mm -hmm. that's such a great reminder that we need at Christmas like there's just I mean outside of even the commercialism and and we've talked about that the last couple weeks with Advent of just you do what needs to be done will get done and what hasn't gotten done is just fine and that's what's supposed to be for you for your family for this time which I think is just a, a beautiful reminder. That was a good reminder to me for an Advent that has been, for the most part, pretty just 
uneventful, like just plodding along, but in a, in a peaceful and a good way. And I just kind of like, this is next. And, you know, I've had a few moments like this past week specifically where I'm just like, I'm tired mm-hmm. because like you were saying your whole, the schedule hasn't been the same for a while. And that takes a lot of mental energy, even if it's not crazy. And even if you're pretty peaceful and calm, when you don't have the same routine, there takes a lot more mental energy to move through those things. And so that was, I liked seeing that thing of just a reminder, like simplicity is fine. Like low key in that way is fine. Mm -hmm. And I, I was listening to a different podcast too. And somebody had just said that they remember, like when they were really thinking back about on Christmas traditions, she had mentioned, she goes, I, there were some great Christmas traditions that my family added, but it wasn't until I was in high school, but my memory of them was like, they were always there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what a great thing for mothers in the way that we, I think we go, oh, if we miss this tradition, they're going to remember it. And they're going to be like, we didn't do that last year. We haven't done that in a few years. Or if we add something, you know, to be like, well, we've never done this. Why are we doing this? And, And that's not what it's about. Like then you're missing this purpose. And and I love traditions, but when we get hung up on them, if we're doing them or not doing them, then we're missing the point, right? Of what Mm -hmm. the tradition is. And and I thought that was just a beautiful reminder of it's okay to start and stop traditions. It's okay if it doesn't happen. Like, like her point was, unless you're getting your children like a puppy or unless you're like getting engaged, you aren't going to remember, you know, Christmas 2023, you know, one Christmas I specifically remember is the year I got my American girl doll. Right. Like, and I don't even remember what year that is, but that's like the only one that like is individual. How old you were? seven eight nine yeah somewhere so around see, there like even, okay that's interesting like that's the like I remember Christmas but I can't distinguish each one each year except I remember screaming when I opened up I no, well like semi this isn't supposed to be a bad thing but whatever <laughs> I semi remember the year before thinking I was getting an American girl oh. and looking for every box that could be shaped like that and being kind of disappointed that I didn't get it and the next year I think there was even more excitement because I was like, well, this year I'm going to get her then. And I wanted Molly, I wanted Molly, the American girl, Aww. and just screaming. And that was all my gifts that year. I got a bed. I got all these clothes. Like, you must have planned it with the family. Yeah. that was all the gifts I, I got was stuff for my doll. And it was like, yeah, so. And I do remember, this is a quick sidetrack, and then we'll go back. But I do remember a few years ago, your dad asking at Christmas Eve dinner with, like, the extended, oh, extended right. family. He's like... So what's everyone's favorite? Like, what is the Christmas present that sticks out that you remember? And all the guys had different ones. And every girl in that circle was like, my American Girl doll. And he oh. was like, I did not realize that was a big deal. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I was like, that is like the rite of passage. Like, that is the big, you know, if you were into American Girl dolls, that was the big deal. Yeah. Like, gift. So I just, it was funny. Like, your cousin Amanda said that. I said that. I think Ava said that. I don't remember mm-hmm. who else was there. Like, it was just really funny. He's like... I didn't realize that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that is my Christmas yeah. that I remember was that. And see, I think that's just a great example. Like, yeah, there's a specific gift, but I have, you know, memories of certain times and what we did. But like you're saying, you don't know the year. I don't I couldn't even pick how old I, am. I, I was. I mean, I could guess or things like that. But I think I think that's the I think there's the part, too, is I'm even reflecting this week. And being like, okay, things are, are wrapping up as I'm coming out of the fourth week of Advent and, you know, transitioning mm-hmm. on this Christmas Eve into Christmas that 
I think there's even a letdown for parents after that. And I've heard some people go, oh, you'll just love the 26. And you'll just sit back. And I'm like, I don't want it to be like that. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, that's where we go, okay, we've prepared all this. Now how we how do we move into yeah, celebrating? Yeah, how do you celebrate? And not just dropping, and not falling into that society dropping of, like, the tree's out on the 26th, and, you know, or maybe you have it till the 1st, or this or that. Like, how do you transition into... You have three weeks of Christmas. This is the yeah. longest Christmas season you can get because it's the shortest Advent. That's because so it cool. always is... Because it, it always ends on a Sunday, and so it depends what, like, the Sunday after, um, the Sunday after Christmas is always Holy Family, then exactly a week from that is Epiphany, and exactly a week from that is Baptism, and that's your last Christmas right. day, that's your last day of Christmas. So, like, if you have, la- like, last year when Christmas fell on a Sunday, then it was weird because we had to combine, anyways, so, like, the later that Christmas is in the week, the, the shorter your Christmas season is. Because then you, all of a sudden it's like three days later, it's the Feast of the Holy right. Family. And now you only have two weeks left. As soon as you hit the Feast of the Holy Family, there's only two weeks left of Christmas. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing so. that we don't talk about enough. I think mm-hmm. out of all, even through Easter, you're talking about Easter because you have the Ascension and you have Pentecost and then you have Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. And and you're, and you're within the octave of Easter. And I think it's harder when you have this, technically, Christmas is the Christmas season is the shortest season of any of the liturgical seasons, or it matches the shortest season. No, true to them is. <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> that, I mean, right. But I guess you're right on that part. Second and, shortest. But when you're in that that celebratory time too, I I think that it's almost more challenging. Maybe as I get older, I don't know. Maybe not for you because you're not in the school year. I I think it's more challenging the older you get. Mm-hmm. to celebrate Christmas that way, the I way it's so intended. Too. Because as a kid, you're home on break. It makes sense. You're not back to school. And that's why I love this year that the kids are out, and they get two full weeks basically after Christmas, mm-hmm. which is what I think it should be every year. Yeah. Because then it gets you basically through the Christmas season. And because that first week, I, I do feel, is usually different celebrations depending when you're celebrating or the you know the week before or so. And... um. And then, for me, I'm just, I like that time after the new year where it's just really just slow. And, but I think we have to be intentional about still playing Christmas music, if you like that. Keeping Mm -hmm. your decorations up, whatever that looks like. To make sure that we're really marking it at a celebratory time. You know, still having fun food and however you're celebrating, that you're still having lights and festivities and... Kind of Christmas devotional. Yeah, that I mean, I think there would be the nice thing is the, the blessed is she when I'm going through because of how short Advent is goes through that first week after Christmas, but I don't know. I just I think we need to sit and ponder with that well. Like we've talked about, like resting well, but how do we celebrate well? How do we actually be a liturgical people mm-hmm. in the celebratory time? Because mm-hmm. I I think it's I don't know maybe a bit easier with Easter but we do the same thing we've talked about that here you're doing all this preparing up to it but then it's not just that day and I do think sometimes Christmas is easier in that because we do multiple days of moving to people's house at least in our family or you know you have Christmas with this side of the family or you have a Christmas party or that side of the family Mm -hmm. and so it does spread some of it out but like you're saying there's three full weeks this year Mm -hmm. what are we doing for those three full weeks Mm -hmm. I like, I do recommend though, last year I bought 
Blessed is she every year comes out with a new Advent and new Lent devotional, but they do have just one that they don't rewrite every year. One Christmas devotional and one Easter devotional, and I've bought them both over the years, and I did the the Christmas one for the first time last year, and I liked it because I can't even remember the details, but at least the first few days, I think you just kind of reflect on like just being in the the um stable with mary joseph and jesus mm-hmm. and like ju- like i'm like how often do we just sit and picture like that whole scene of being with the newborn jesus and and then and like some of the reflections are like just read these like these words of the christmas song like these are all you know religious christmas songs and are you really like thinking about what it's saying because they just get so popular and they're beautiful they're great but like do you ever like i love oh holy night I was just if you really just yeah. sit and, and like listen to it it is so beautiful but like I, I think it comes becomes so common that you have to put an extra energy to like be aware of all of it you know and I think for me loving being a lover of music which I know you are too with grace is I think that's why I love Christmas music is because I like how people do variations on mm-hmm. some of those very common hymns and you know carols that it draws your attention to different parts it makes you have to think through the words as you sing them and like I was listening to Oh Holy Night last night and because this has been I would say this is one of the first advents that I was ready to play Christmas music wanted to but I really held off and just didn't jump into that and was really because it's hard to find just advent music Hey, I got a playlist. I can text you that one, too. Right, but it, that doesn't get old and monotonous because there's not as many. And yeah, I've slowly built mine up. And, I find more and more. Right, and there are some great ones. Like, yeah. Matt Marr came out a few years ago with a lot of really good ones. And um, and so I have some like that, but it was nice to kind of slowly build. But then once we got to um, Gaudete Sunday last week, I've just been, like, full out. Like, we're in we're in the week of joy. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. And, and it's been fun. And it's been fun to see it through the little kids' eyes mm-hmm. and moving into that. But then Sophie and I were out at the store the other day, and I put on those Matt Marr ones of um, Gabriel's message and the different one. And then all of a sudden, we're in the middle of the first or second. She goes, hey, this is about Jesus and Christmas. And Christmas is a huge feast day because Aww. it's about... It's Jesus' birthday, so let's play another song about Jesus' birthday. It was really cool. I was like, yes, that's what we're doing. We're preparing. We're getting ready. She goes, because how many more days? And at the time, it was like five, four. I was counting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was just like, I don't know. I texted you my Advent playlist. Ah, that's what came through. (laughs) Anyway. If you want to listen to them for three more days. There you go. Y'all, I make so many playlists, which then I don't make them as much anymore, but they just accumulated, and I have four Christmas playlists. Oh, I know. But I texted her the other day. Goes, I'm like, hey, you, you and Ava me? go, can you send me your Christmas playlist? And I go, which one? And I sent all four. I have a Christmas instrumental because Chris, mm-hmm. I always, you know, used to during finals, it was like, I need something to listen to. And so it was like background music. So I didn't get distracted. I have like holy Christmas music, like religious Christmas music. I have like the classic radio and then I have pentatonic Christmas music because sometimes you can't get... You All can get, of their stuff. Yeah, sometimes they're a little overwhelming. So well, she them, told like, me that because she goes, Grace sent me this great playlist. And I said, okay. And then I said, share it with me. She goes, just text her for it. So that's why I texted I didn't know she, yep. she didn't tell me you're going to send me three or four. four. I texted her <laughs> four But so. one thing that's been sticking out to me, she's kind of backtracking a little bit to Advent Um, because we're kind of talking about both today. I was like, it comes out on Christmas Eve. Let's talk a little bit. Like, it's the last day of Advent. It's like the eve of Christmas and you know, what are our last thoughts going into this? But what's resonated with me is, I don't know, the second or third week of Advent, Father at our parish mentioned, like, you know, if we were 
if we're a people like th that represents a certain liturgical season, I'd say we'd be Advent, which I thought was interesting because I love the quote from JP two that we're an I Easter people. <laughs> um, I but I like, but I really liked what he said because there is like a tension. I do think about with it, like when JP two says an, we're an Easter people, where it's like, yeah, we are. The resurrection happened, but we're still like living like the same, and so there's kind of almost a frustration of like, mm -hmm. I know, I know what we're headed toward. Like, I know that heaven is now available to us, and we've been, but we're still living the life of the cross in a way. And so, and then, so then he was like, well, I guess you could say we're a Lenten people because life is a cross. And then he was like, and, and he was like, at Christmas, like, we, you know, Jesus has come, but we're not, I don't remember why he said, like, it's not as, like, we are all these people. We're people of each season. But he was like, I think Advent is what's most relatable because we really feel like we're moving towards something like there, we're, there's something we're anticipating this whole life and that just really clicked in my head where it's like yeah that's like it is the most in like relatable to your daily life season of like which I love because we've talked about this a few weeks ago that Advent is also preparing for the second coming mm -hmm. and so all these events have already taken place that we celebrate again every year but Advent's kind of parallel of like and now we're waiting for the second coming and so like that really does parallel to our everyday life like the first Advent did Everything else, like, I don't know, it has its place, but I, I don't know. I just kind of liked that where it, it just, I don't know, it just was very fitting of, like, that tension you feel sometimes when you're like, what's the long-term goal? It's heaven, it's the second coming. Like, we're on this constant Advent journey to the second coming and or to our death, either or, like, and the perspective that gives of, like, a joyful anticipation of the thing that is to come, but we haven't reached it yet. Like, and so that tension you feel of, like, well, we haven't reached that you know the end of this journey yet but right. we will like it just I don't know I loved that perspective of like we're waiting for him to come again and that I think I think that's what can be frustrating sometimes at Christmas and Easter is like it's like yeah this already happened though and like nothing in my day-to-day -day life changes like right. but and the advent is the day-to-day -day life in a lot of ways I don't know that just really resonated where I was like yeah that's what it feels like to live every day is to live in advent like anyways so yeah I think that that really hit me, and I, yeah, I thought of you because you were cantering that week, and I was like, going to look at, at you and be like, hey, wait, this is your thing, you know, <laughs> Alleluia is our song, let's go. I and still love that. No, yeah. it is, but I, I like how you even phrased, and I didn't think about that, is like, Easter is where we're headed with that hope, but where did that hope start from? That started in Advent and the incarnation coming, and I mm -hmm. think that's where I, I like our pastor saying, and, many, and not just him, many people about how are we going to be different next year? And here's this advent that we're getting ready for the baby. We're making room. Where are we moving things in our heart? What do we need to change or go about differently so that we're different advent 2024? Mm -hmm. And now that we've reached the end of advent and moving into Christmas and we're celebrating with joy that, you know, newborn baby that has brought us hope and is the Prince of Peace. So then I think it that's where it moves beautifully in celebration into, you know, the secular part of moving into our new year. We're wrapping up this year of where this is falling and moving into the new year. And so what change are we going to be about? And I think it just builds on that from the beginning of the liturgical year, wrapping up the regular year, calendar year, that's the word I'm looking for, and starting a new one is kind of like, okay, so let's not just end here. Let's continue this celebration 
of being a people of hope to live that out in anticipation, in waiting um, for the second coming. And I think that's, I don't know, that's the mindset I think I want to take forward of how do I expect to be different? Am I sitting and responding to the Lord? That, yes, I know he's coming as a baby and we're celebrating that birthday. But how am I not just, like you said, just nothing's changed. Christ rose from the dead. Christ is born. We're still here. The day-to-day looks the same. So how do you take that and go, no, it shouldn't look the same. There should be something that we're anticipating in that second coming and celebrating that hope. Mm -hmm. So that has to start in, in me and in how I'm my willingness to show up to God to let him move in my life Mm -hmm. and respond to that everyday grace. Because a lot of it is the day in and day out. But here we go back to our whole theme of this podcast of like these everyday ordinary moments. How do we make that extraordinary? How is that going to look different as we celebrate the birth of Christ and move into 2024? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I was struck by that in one of the reflections during Advent was like, it said something, what do I need to do differently? And I'm like, okay, here I am resting and have been, had a pretty peaceful, calm Advent, which is a bit different than yours. That's been different every single week and changing, a mm-hmm. lot of change, You're a lot of transition in your life right now. Mm-hmm. But mine has like actually taken on a pretty consistent thing for the first time in a long time where it's just been like, yep, yeah, this week I do this. You know, I start out with, you know, gifts buying Christmas cards around Thanksgiving and then I move into the next week where I do a little bit more decorating and we start wrapping and we send the Christmas card and then we move into the baking and finishing the you know I have kind of like a few things I do each week and I and that's helped me keep real peaceful keep on track so that looked very similar this year and it was calm and that that is fine and I'm grateful and so you give gratitude there but if I'm just resting and I'm grateful and peaceful, but I'm not changing anything, then how am I going to be different? And how mm-hmm. am I going to move forward? And that kind of struck me was like, oh, yeah, I am doing this part of, you know, resting the Lord, preparing and waiting, but am I allowing myself to be changed, renewed and moved? And that was kind of, that was convicting for me during Advent of, of saying, okay, I might not know what that looks like and what that is, but then... How do I need to change my prayer to be more open to what the Lord might be going? This is where I want you to move. This is, I want you just to have a mindset of openness to when I'm calling, you're going to be ready. And I'm like, ah, okay. So maybe that's what I need to be about this year of not always having to know what it is, how I'm going to look different, what's going to happen or what the change is going to be, but that my heart and my mind are open to when the Lord calls, I'll be ready to respond like Mary did. Mm-hmm. You know, be it, let it be done unto me. She still asked. I love that part, that she still asked how, but she asked how in faith, with expectant faith that the Lord could be about all of those things. And then she just responded with like, yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was like kind of my takeaway and that I really want to move into 2024 with. Yeah. So my, I thought a good way to wrap up, like what's yeah. your biggest... You kind of said it, but maybe like in one sentence, your biggest takeaway from Advent and what's your biggest, we haven't hit Christmas, but like what strikes you, I guess, what's the biggest thing that strikes you about 
Christmas? You know, like what did you learn in Advent and what's striking you as we head into Christmas? Yeah, so what I learned in Advent is I have to have an attitude of being able to be changed by God. Not just resting and waiting in Him, but be having the openness to be changed. And into this 2024, I think, is this Holy Spirit movement of just mm-hmm. really recognizing it and claiming that so that I can be in the right season of being, of celebrating mm-hmm. in that type of way and recognizing the Lord and celebrating his goodness. How about you? I think my biggest Advent takeaway, I think it, a lot of, like I said, my consecrations have been just like a journey lately that I just happened to do them both in the fall slash winter, but how relatable Mary's life is in a sense of like, it's all like, it always looks pretty or whatever, but when you actually sit and think through like the annunciation and stuff like that, I'm like, her life was chaos too, but she responded so well to it. Like, like that's what's really hit me. I'm like, oh, like, if that was me, I'd probably be like, what the heck? And throw a fit about it. <laughs> like, you know, and hopefully eventually I would hope I say yes, but I probably wouldn't do it very nicely. Like, I don't know. And so I've just been struck of like how how easy it is to relate to her because I think sometimes you're like, well, it's so hard to relate. She she wasn't sinful and da-da-da. And I'm like, she was handed a really weird life situation And she's just joyful. And not that she didn't have her moments probably of, you know, being stressed and all this, but she dealt with it well. Like, she dealt with the situation that was handed to her well. And that's just struck me in, like, like you were saying, a very just transition period of, like, this is what's been handed to me and how do I respond to it? And, like, not that it's bad to feel, you know, the emotions of change and all of that, but to just have the perspective of, like, okay, but this is, there's, like, an end goal. Like, Christmas is the end goal. It's all going towards something. There's a point, you know. I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot. So I've just learned a lot more how it, how more, like I get now when people are like, oh, reach out to Mary. She's relatable. And I was always like, okay, yeah, kind of like I, I kind of got it, but I don't know. I just have, I understand that on a deeper level, I think this year. Two, the thing that's been striking me, and I was thinking about this today with my rosary about Christmas. I was like, okay, so what is it like? I, the question I've been asking myself is like, what does it mean to have Jesus come as a baby, and I'm like, and I all of a sudden clicked in my head, kind of, I've said in past episodes, I love the Feast of Christ the King, and I was like, what does it mean that a king is born, like, is mm. becoming a baby, like, and that struck me today, and all of a sudden, this connection between the Feast of Christ the King, and now that Christ the King is coming as a baby, so we ended the year talking about King of the Universe, and now we're ending this first season of the year, and he's this itty-bitty newborn, and like, just the idea of he stooped so low, just to love us like and that's just insane and I don't know so I'm excited to just sit with that of like he didn't have to do that and just like the grandeur of who he is and yet how humble he looks you know yeah so awesome those are my two th- takeaways much more longer than a sentence than mine I, yeah. was, I just want to make it know that I was limited to a sentence and no you didn't I, you also did I did it longer than you but you didn't do yours in a sentence either <laughs> that's true <laughs> Anyway, well, on behalf of Grace and I and the Thanks Mom podcast, we just want to wish all of you a happy and holy and Merry Christmas and a blessed and happy New Year. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Here are all our things. You can find us on most podcast platforms, and we'd love if you would subscribe, rate, review, and share us with others. Follow us on Instagram at Thanks Mom Podcast, as well as join us in the Thanks Mom Podcast Facebook group.
and send us a note to our email, thanksmompodcast at gmail.com. And if you are looking for a keynote speaker or MC for your upcoming event, or just want to calm the chaos and find joy in your everyday life, reach out to me at Christina at madefogreatness.co. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram at Christina underscore underscore M underscore underscore Brown or Christina Brown on Facebook. We hope you join us next time on the The Thanks Thanks Mom Mom Podcast. Podcast.